and welcome to the Edgy Punks Podcast. This is your host, Craig Bideman, and I'm bringing you just a quick extra episode with Arya Carpenter. If you listened to the first part of the episode, then you heard a whole, a whole bunch of information about sex and sexual health and what it's like doing this work as sex educators in a world where people don't really like talking about sex. Uh, this is definitely a, a fun part two of the conversation. It is very not suitable for work unless you're a badass boss and you just want to uh, listen to it at work and make everyone else hear a conversation about sex, which I'm all for. I think people need to have these conversations in much more frank manners, and that's what we do here in this episode between uh, me and Aria. Again, you're getting to hear tunes from the new Cosmic Johnny album called Good Grief. It came out a few, a uh, couple months ago, and so you're going to hear the song that's playing right now, and you'll hear a little bit more at the very end, but this is all you're going to hear from me. This is it. I'm not going to interrupt the episode. It's just going to run for like 25 minutes or whatever, however long it is. That's all you get. Please tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, tell people to listen to it. This episode's already gotten so much attention. I'm really stoked for that. So uh, I hope you love the rest of the episode. And hell yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks just after the 4th of July because, again, there's no episode next week. Now, let's get to this conversation with Aria. It's going to get weird. Katie was like, you and Aria are very similar people in the way your energy. <laughs> and was even like, you're probably going to have like an extra episode out of this one just because of how much you'll both just talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, and the work that we do is like. Fairly similar, just in, like, different ways. You have to be high energy and know how to talk a lot. <laughs> you do! Yeah. And, yeah. like, you have to have almost little to no tact. Like, social yeah. tact. Yeah. Like, I have almost none. Like, I'm in, I'm a very loud person. You're a loud person. Mm-hmm. And you almost... It, it's almost, like, inherent to the work because I feel like to make people comfortable about talking about sex, it... I almost... Having that kind of energy is like inviting to to a degree. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people who's super self aware, and I know that it can turn a lot of people off. Yeah. To the whole conversation. So what I try to do is just like I make a bunch of jokes about myself. Like I joke about like how I learned about masturbation, and it was when my brother told me you put your finger in your butt, and like I make that joke to be like. I was told a lot of misinformation, and it's okay, because we're all told misinformation. Now, let's try to have an actual conversation about yeah. this, so we can learn together. Again, like, all the, all the sex educators were just oversharing kids that would, like, go really? to their friends yes. and just be like, Oh my god, like, you know how when, like, you put your finger in your butt and you feel like you're gonna poop yourself? And mm-hmm. it's like, and people are just like, what the fuck? But then, yeah. like, one person is like... Yeah, that's why I don't understand how anyone has anal sex. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just... And then, like, later on in your life, it's the same exact thing, except yep. then it's followed by a conversation of, like, oh, well, the reason it feels that way is because mm-hmm. the pelvic floor muscle is con- yeah. contracting and expanding, and mm-hmm. the only time that that's ever been stimulated is when you're defecating. And you're yep. just like, oh! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, so, so, so matter-of-factly, like, oh, oh, there's actually an answer to that. Yeah, and they're just like... Uh, and even for 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 uh, people with a prostate, it is 
a thing where like I end that joke by saying, well, that story, that whatever, because it, it does feel like a joke. I do deliver it as a joke. And the, I end it with like, there's a reason why I actually ended up liking that. And does anyone know why? And so be like, because <laughs> you stimulated your prostate. Like that's it. The prostate is the prostate is so great, and you can like open up your Pandora's box of pleasure. It's wonderful. And I'll have. I'm sure they like the phrase "opening up your Pandora's box" yes. to refer to anal sex. Yes, very nice. Because then I'll have students Along with that gesticulation. Of yes. Like- Arms. Going in and opening something with your arms. Like an Ace Ventura coming out of the rhino's ass. Mm. <laughs> but. Well, and that, because I've actually legitimately had a student go, but doesn't that make a dude gay? And I'm like, nope. And just moved on. <laughs> Every time. Not worth my time. We have 40 minutes. Nope. Every time <laughs> someone does that with me, I, I have the same uh, response. So if someone's like, does that make me gay? I'm, I'm afraid that that's something that only um, gay people do. Does that make me gay? I say, are you gay? And they go, no. And I go, it doesn't you answered your own yeah. damn question. You just found out something you like about yourself. <laughs> like, that's, and that's fine. It's like, like do you're you a- consider yourself gay? No, I don't. Then it's not. Gay. Yeah, like, it's just something you enjoy. I see. What I love is is when you're like a teenager, and there's mm-hmm. all that very specific criteria for what makes um, uh, having sex in the present, usually a masculine entity, what keeps them from being gay, mm-hmm. even if there is another naked man having sex with someone or them mm-hmm. in like in their vicinity, like like. The, the balls can't touch mm-hmm. stuff like that, and it's like we can't touch tips. Don't look at me. Don't touch it. If no our, looking. If our butts even touch, yeah. I'm gone. We need to high five. Yeah, we need to high five. London, like, London Bridge or whatever. <laughs> piercing on the left side, not yeah. the right side. Uh, like, it's all these things where it's just like, or, or you could just ask yourself, "Am I gay? Yeah. No. Okay, then nothing I do is gay." <laughs> Like, exactly. Well, and even, even, oh my gosh, even the phrase like the devil's thir- threesome or whatever, when it's like two dudes and a woman, like using yeah. gendered language, like that's perceived as the devil's three way because two dudes don't want to be in the same room having sex. But if it's with two chicks, fuck yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's in those circumstances where um, people, and, and I think that in, sex education spaces, uh, most of what people are coming in with is uh, myths and book club talk. Uh, those are the two things that people come into <laughs> sex education. Book club talk? Oh, yes. You, you've got every other, like, like over 30 uh, person coming in and being like, my girlfriend told me mm-hmm. that the rabbit is the best sex toy in the yeah, world. Yeah. And I'm like, do you like penetrative sex? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then, then why would that be? Mm-hmm. And then like, before I can even finish that sentence, they're like, are these the balls from 50 shades? And yeah. I'm just like, there's book club talk. And then there's the people coming in with the myths. And I feel like people are very, very hard set in the myths until you just very quickly dispel them. And people yeah. realize like, Oh, I guess that is kind of silly. And like you were saying with the whole thing about like talking about your first experience with masturbation, Mm -hmm. like um, the second you welcome people to have those myths and believe those myths Mm -hmm. and not feel like gullible or stupid, be like, yeah, I believe that at some point. Mm -hmm. Like I'll often joke um, with folks and be like, um, 
one thing I love to say is uh, when I was a kid, uh-huh. I thought that uh, I couldn't eat. Uh, so f- for context, I was uh, assigned male at birth, and um, I uh, thought as a kid that if I ate Luna bars, um, I would turn into a girl. Yep. And I would I would grow boobs specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, and I refused to eat Luna bars for a long time until like, I don't know, like I was at a, like my brother's soccer game and it was the only snack that my mother had and I had it and I mean, shit, look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to slip in a joke and just be like, so did you just start eating a bunch of Luna bars? <laughs> All it took was one. No, All it took was one. <laughs> I just. It set everything in motion. You should you should reach out to Luna Bars and just be like, I want to thank you. But thank you for the awakening I needed. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and I think that like when I tell that joke, people realize that the whole myth mm-hmm. that trans people like turned into who they are, or that like you can become trans by like yeah. eating certain things or like watching certain TV shows is, is like. Letting people realize how silly that sounds yeah. without shaming them for it exactly. is, is, is really part of the job. And where you have those moments with people where they're like, um, if I use this vibrator every day, will I lose sensation in my mm-hmm. clit? And just be like, if you rub your arm really fast for like 30 minutes, your arm's probably going to be numb for a little while. Yeah. But you're not going to be scared that it's going to wake up the next day. Yeah. All vibration is is a very, very quickly moving surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, that is very straightforward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's like when um, you start explaining to folks like, so gay people aren't born that way, right? And I'm like, well, I mean, when did you find out you were straight? Like, when did you like, think about that? When you kind of put it in a context, some people get it. Some people really don't. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those... Um, one of those like s- simple language things that fo- so many folks would benefit from. And one of my favorite ways to do that with students is um, to ask them two questions. I ask them, what is sex? What is sex? And a lot of times they're like, yeah, it's when a penis goes in a vagina. And uh, other times they'll, they'll be like, oh, it's when like two people are like uh, – yeah, it's mostly like when, when t- penis and vagina. And I'll be like, okay, how do queer people have sex? How do two women have sex? How do two people with penises have sex? Like how do well, the easy answer is, is, well, they just find different ways to penetrate yeah. each other. And that's where we get into rocky territory of like, oh, well, this is a double dildo. Mm-hmm. I, I'm aware that that's strictly for cis lesbians. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, what if they just don't want to... Yeah. And like people don't realize that. And one thing I'll do is I'll put it in the context of like folks who are paralyzed from the neck down Mm -hmm. have sex. Yeah. Yep. Like it's like can. Yeah. Like can you define sex? Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of just can't come up with it once you get into those specifics. But like the second you can get them speechless, Mm -hmm. you'd be like. And there it is. Yeah. Sex isn't any one thing. Yeah. And then I explain, like, for me, in my understanding of sexual education, it's when people are touching genitals. 
And that's okay. Like, so if you are holding on to your virginity for marriage, but you've been like fooling around, you've been giving some hand jobs, you've been like fingering a little bit, that's still sex. That stuff is still sex. And then I go, now having this conversation, what do you think about virginity? And I try to like put it in context of like, what is sex? And then breaking down like, virginity is not a thing. And that's okay too. And then people are like hymens, hymens, and I'm like, yeah. really rough bicycle rides. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like do, yeah, get, <laughs> doing the splits. Did like, you know it can grow back? Yes. Like, <laughs> and so it's like dispelling that. And I know that a lot of people have like a lot of feelings attached to like their faiths, and a lot of folks are yeah, and like, and, and that's I, definitely I get it. And I'm not taking place. that from yeah. people. I'm not taking that from people. I just want it to be like, hey, recognize how. Virgin- the idea of virginity is slut shaming. It is um, very uh, uh, heteronormative. Like we erase so many people's experiences when we think about it that way. And like for for dudes with a penis to like for or just like cis men to lose their virginity is like a badge of honor. But the second like a woman or person with a vagina starts having sex, it's like well they're a slut. Like, why are they sleeping around? But dudes get high fives and talk about it literally in locker rooms because holy shit. Uh, and it is just there's so many, so many myths about how people can enjoy their bodies, can experience their bodies and experience sex. Like, come yeah. on. And I think that it's it's the kind of situation where what, what I define as sex is uh, whatever two or more consenting individuals agree is sex. Yeah. Um, to me, like, and obviously if there is like one or more non-consenting parties, Mm -hmm. there's a different word for that. Yes. And I think that, uh, what that includes is not only queer folks, not only trans folks, but also like folks who physically cannot have, uh, like penetrative sex or like, uh, cannot touch each other's genitals for this reason or that reason, like folks with physical disabilities, folks with um, like a great deal of trauma about mm-hmm. like traditional kind of yeah. sex, folks who um, do not have genitalia that can like accept touch for whatever reason, yeah. like folks with really like folks who have experienced any kind of like physical deformities, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And, and there's just, there's so many people that um, folks don't consider mm-hmm. when they say, well, sex is uh, an, an act of penetration. Like, you're not only discluding queer folks and trans folks, you're, you're disregarding so many other people. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's just beyond, like, oh, you're excluding people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just ignorant. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a very closed-minded view of what sex is. Yeah. And... Ignorant in the sense that you can learn mm-hmm. and ignorant in the sense in, in like a hopeful way yeah. in the sense of the second I realized that was the second I personally could go back into my life mm-hmm. and reobserve and reassess all of these times that I like had sex with people and mm-hmm. had that headspace of like, but it's not actually sex. It's just, uh, yeah, like a hand job, a blow yeah. job, things yeah. like that. And at the time thinking, then why am I so upset and worked up about it? Yeah. Why am I so like worried and afraid of it? Why am I thinking so much about it if it's not 
sex and thinking back and being like, oh, because I was having sex. Yeah. Like, because that was really stressful for kid me because the feelings are no different. You're experiencing like all this sensual pleasure with another human being Mm -hmm. who you may or may not have consent to having that with. Yeah. And like, Essentially, when people reduce sex down to such a simple definition, like, they're not only just doing a disservice and being wrong, they're also opening up all these opportunities for people to essentially abuse each other Mm -hmm. and say, like, but it's not real sex. Yeah. So I can do that. Yeah. Like, and then coming back to what we were talking about with people being, like, um with uh, the Me Too kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. One person saying like, but that wasn't actually sex. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, come on. Yes, it was. Yeah. Like, oh, but but even if it's not what you would define as sex, is it really not an emotionally taxing, physically dangerous event Mm -hmm. that like put you both at risk and probably needed more consent? Like, and there's also the defense of they consented to this once. Like they consented to this with me during this circumstance. So I figured it was still okay. And that's one of the hardest things I have to do to educate folks on is like what actually consent looks like, because it can be withdrawn. It can be like rescinded and folks, I think, especially in a lot of spaces where they don't feel like they've done something wrong. Don't either have never had that explained to them or just honestly don't care. And that's, heartbreaking yeah what's like the biggest almost like absurd myth that you've heard we get a lot of recurring myths things like um uh oh if if, yeah like if i use a vibrator too often i'm gonna lose feeling in my genitals if i use a dildo like i won't need my boyfriend anymore um We do run into those a lot, but I think that the most absurd myths that I've encountered are generally around uh, lube. Mm -hmm. I think people have a lot of feelings about lube, Mm -hmm. and I want to preface talking about lube with some folks don't need lube. Some Mm -hmm. folks don't want to use lube, and and that's okay, but I think people don't realize that... um, Lube is just viscous water mm-hmm. or like a silicone oil. Like yeah. it, it's not, not oil, but, um, cause oil is a whole separate thing, but, um, it's that kind of situation where, uh, people just get very kind of, they get a lot of myths about like what is in lube, what isn't in lube. And I, and I think that brands like KY, like stuff like that kind of are to blame, like just using a lot of like really discordant ingredients uh, with a lot of different like weird effects and then like gendering their sensation lubes. And an, an interesting approach to like marketing it too. Like I, yeah. think, it, it, I think that their marketing of it isn't terribly c- clear. But, but, but I think that when it comes down to it, I think once people realize that, again, it's just viscous, slippery water, mm-hmm. people get a lot more comfortable with it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can, like, drink this. And it's yeah. fine. And, yeah. um, I think we have a lot of weird um, myths around, like, guys can't use lube mm-hmm. unless it's a specific 
men's lube. Mm-hmm. And that opens up a lot of opportunities for pink tax. Yeah. Um, but, um, again, one that, uh, comes yeah. up a lot for me is students who think that particularly students with a penis think who are like heterosexual, um, think that they can, like, what happens if we have too much sex? Is that going to like, uh, make my girls, uh, vagina stretch out? Is oh that going to happen? Like, I just had the most tragic okay. conversation with someone at work about this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, a person came in asking that question yeah. and they said like, uh, you know what? Let's make it that one. Yeah. Let, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, the looseness uh-huh. and tightness of both vaginas and anuses. Yeah. Um, so throw down the, like the, the actual facts mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Like the, both the tightness of the vagina and of the anus are entirely controlled by muscles. That's why they can stretch so much and not remain that size for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Um, it's not elastic. You can't permanently stretch the vagina. You can't permanently stretch the anus. Uh, but both of them, if you have comfortable penetration and your muscles get accustomed to it, then they will be able to more easily relax. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that one of the most harmful myths that I've ever encountered uh, is the idea that uh, lots of penetration stretches out the vagina because the reality is the utter opposite. Yeah. The reality is the opposite. So I had a customer come in and talk about this and uh, I was they, – they seemed very concerned yeah. about loosening their vagina and having a loose vaginal – uh, canal and I suggested Kegel trainers. Mm-hmm. Kegel trainers just being like the little weighted balls that you just insert and you try your best to hold them inside the vagina. Mm-hmm. It's a little like daily workout, like 20 minutes when you start out. Very simple. And all it's doing is isolating the muscles that you can clench at any time. Uh, if you've ever been peeing and stopped peeing on command, that's your Kegels. Everyone yeah. has them. But people with vaginas have the opportunity to target those muscles by just holding something in the body um, and strengthening what will eventually lead to greater overall pelvic health, reduced levels of incontinence, mm-hmm. uh, and also the ability to, hip, hip, hooray, tighten your vaginal canal when you want to mm-hmm. um, and loosen it when you want to. Because um, my, one of my coworkers used this uh, analogy, and it's so excellent, of a uh, Terry Crews can 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 make his, yeah, his make his boobs jump up and down, yeah. and um, he can do that because he's lifted enough mm-hmm. to know what it feels like for those muscles to be flexed. Mm-hmm. So then, muscle memory. He can think about that and move those muscles how he wants. It's almost like he does it without even thinking. Exactly. And you can't do that Mm -hmm. unless you have flexed those muscles consistently and learned to be familiar with them. Now, the same thing is true of the muscles in the vagina. If you aren't familiar with them, if you haven't ever isolated them and exercised them, they're probably just clenching and unclenching not on command. Mm-hmm. And for folks who clench more than they unclench, some folks can develop vaginismus and like yep. tragically under diagnosed condition because people just think sex is supposed to hurt. Yep. Um, yep. But that comes across my, my office a bunch. Oh yeah. But, um, I think that, um, 
the truth of, again, like those muscles that are going throughout uh, the vaginal canal and the pelvis, uh, that, that group of muscles known as the PC muscles, the pubococcygeal muscles, or the Kegel muscles, mm-hmm. that's all of the tightness in both the anus and in the vagina. And if you're not exercising those muscles, if you're not stimulating them at all, mm-hmm. As you get later into your life, it's all just going to atrophy yeah. and it's going to get weaker and you're going to be like, every time you sneeze, you're going to pee a little bit. Hmm. And it happened because you were not receiving any kind of penetration. Hmm. Whereas if you are introducing particularly vibrating stimulation to the canal of the vagina, um, the, the, those skin cells are um, like having the blood drawn up to the surface, those blood vessels are dilating and the skin is thus staying healthy. Similarly to if you didn't walk or get up from a chair for like 20 years, your legs would probably be very underdeveloped Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't be able to walk. Same thing with the muscles of the vagina. And therefore this person, and what I was trying to explain to them was just I know that it like your your entire being just based on what you've been told thinks that this works like a piece of fabric where if you keep pulling on it it'll stay stretched yeah. but if you don't do this that's the only way that your vagina will loosen over time mm-hmm. that's the only way all you got to do is 20 minutes a day yeah. 20 minutes every few days yeah. and you will have the ability to tighten your vagina mm-hmm. To whatever degree, but even beneath that, even disregarding all of the, like, talking about just, like, on a base level, the myth isn't true to keep your vagina tight. It's about working out, not just, like, not putting anything near it. Even beyond that, the, the truth of it is those muscles clench if you haven't worked them out and you're not intentionally doing it, those muscles are clenching when they're in pain. Mm -hmm. They are loosening when you are comfortable, when you are feeling okay with penetration, when it's just kind of moving easily and it's going great. Like when, when a, when a vulva and a vagina are aroused, a few things happen. Like obviously like the clitoris engorges and grows. Also the G spot engorges and Mm -hmm. grows and becomes easier to rub up against. The vaginal canal extends like these are all things that are like, yeah, it's going to be looser because you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, the G-spot's more accessible. Mm-hmm. You can penetrate deeper without causing pain. And so it's always really tragic for me when people come in with the, um, the like, well, won't this loosen my vagina? Because you almost just want to say, like, don't you want your vagina to be loose? Yeah. Like, do you really want it to be this tight squeeze? Yeah. Or, or is that what someone else is telling you you need to have? Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorite things is, along with this, mm-hmm. a lot of that question is brought by a dude, person with a penis, who thinks that they're the reason that it, it can happen. Like, I think it's a confidence thing, and they're thinking that a penis is You're gonna, just going to destroy someone. Yeah, like a penis is like, honey... Vaginas and vulvas are fucking resilient. Like, 
children come out of there and still comes right back. Yeah, and like, it, it goes right back to the sides. Honey. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing that, like, if, if anyone wants perspective uh-huh. about the stretching of vaginas, you know what they prescribe people after they've given birth? Dilators. <laughs> because those muscles are so overworked yeah. after give, like literally pushing out a child yeah. that the vagina squeezes up incredibly tight. Yeah. The same thing with like vaginismus. If yeah. you're overclenching, it's it's what you would call a vaginal spasmodic disorder mm-hmm. where it's it's just it's twitching. Yeah. It's it's like anytime anything comes close to it, it clenches up and yeah. it's like, oh, don't go in me. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm so tender, like I'm in pain, like go away yeah and that is the tightest the vagina is going to be that's right after birth yeah because it's muscles it's not it's not polyester yeah. like, it, it's almost like go talk to someone who's given birth if exactly you're, if you're concerned about this mm-hmm. which like i'm not a big fan of talking to anyone after they've given birth because all they're going to talk about is their fucking kid mm. right? oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs>